Welcome to Live, Love, Lead, the podcast where we explore the art of living authentically, loving sincerely, and leading boldly. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about asking. Uh, The title is, She Said Yes, But I Had to Ask. A lot of times, we don't have what we want because we don't ask for it. And I'm going to be sharing a really important quote uh, of scripture that, that helps to make this point. Uh, but where did this session come from, or this episode, where did it come from? I was in Frankfurt, Germany. I just checked, in, I just checked into uh, the hotel. And they said to me, your room is not ready. So there I was sitting down, hungry from a flight from Lagos. And I thought to myself, okay, I need to eat something. So I go to reception and I simply ask the question, can I have breakfast while I'm waiting? And she said, yes, takes me uh, to the restaurant and I have me some very beautiful breakfast. And then as I was walking uh, around the city later on in the evening, I thought to myself, how many opportunities do people miss because they simply do not ask? Let me give you another example. Uh, I used to have a VA, uh, my all, I should say my previous VA, virtual assistant. Um, she came to me and said, this is the amount of value that I'm bringing to you. And we've been working together for some time. I think we should talk about revising my pay. And I said to her, okay, interesting. Um, write a case, a business case for why you feel uh, I, should in- I should increase your pay. If- basically, give me some evidence. And she did exactly that, broke it down very nicely in an email. um, And I increased her pay by almost 40%. Now, it would not have occurred to me to increase her pay by that much. But when she broke down the value she was adding and the additional things that I wanted her to do, um, it made sense to give her the pay increase. Now, whether it's me having breakfast, in this case, somebody having a 40% increase in salary, um, what is it that you are not having in your life because you are not asking? And when it comes to asking, there are two dimensions of asking. For the first one is, how long should you be asking for? Uh, And the second dimension is, how should you ask to get what you want? I love this episode because I think it's going to change your life if you begin to apply these principles. Why do I say it's going to change your life? When I think about the biggest decisions in my life or the biggest things that have had the biggest impact on my life, I had to ask for it. For example, becoming saved, becoming Christian and accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It's a free gift. Salvation is a free gift. But guess what? I or everybody else as a child of God had to ask for forgiveness, right? And take the gift um, of salvation that has been provided through Jesus. So I had to ask. And I say that salvation is the best thing that has happened to me. The second biggest thing in my life is getting married to the love of my life. I can't imagine life without my wife. And guess what? I had to ask her to marry me right? Um, And when it comes to business, for example, if you don't ask, you ain't getting no business. And I gave the example of my virtual assistant who asked for a pay rise. So let's start with the first dimension. 
how long should you be asking for? Does it get to a point where you say enough is enough? I'm going to let you be the judge uh, of the answer to that question, but let me give you a quote, a scripture that really helps answer that question. And it's in Matthew chapter 7. It says it beautiful, beautifully. It says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Isn't that amazing? It says, just keep on asking. For how long? As long as it takes is my view. Uh, I like me some Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, we know the story of Colonel Sanders. He had already had a couple of business. After after the Army, had some business dealings. Uh, One of them was a gas station restaurant. It was okay for some time. You know, hand-to-mouth type of living. But not much came of that. There was another business. And then... He gets to the point of retirement and now he's on a pension. And the amount of money he's meant to live on as a pensioner would have meant living a very poor and sad life. And Colonel Sanders looks around everything he has. And what does Colonel Sanders do? He says, well, I have this chicken recipe and I believe that if I can get restaurants to buy the chicken recipe, that's going to be good for me and it's going to be good for them. So Colonel Sanders starts the process, gets into his car has, has uh, some cooking utensils and begins to hit the road restaurant after restaurant. Enough records show that he went to over a thousand restaurants before he got one person to say, yes, we'll try out the recipe. Right, He wanted to license his recipe to these restaurants. We know the rest of the story. Uh, somebody buys the franchise and the recipe and the rest is history. Colonel Sanders goes from being a poor, pitiful pensioner to being a multimillionaire who has left an amazing legacy. The question is, what if he had stopped at 999? So I say, if you've taken the time to think and you know that this is the way to go, I think you should keep on asking. Each time, you'll probably change how you ask the question or what you are offering, uh, but that does not mean stop asking. You might ask differently, but you keep on asking. At this point, I want to just touch very briefly on rejection. And I say briefly because it's a big topic and I'll probably do an episode solely dealing with rejection. What do I want to say for now is rejection is part of the journey. It's simply feedback. Rejection I believe is life's way of saying, go and get better. Or maybe you're not good enough yet. Or maybe it's not time. Uh, If I think about one of the clients that has had a significant impact on my business and my career, I say my business because having them as a client, a lot of new clients assume my level of expertise, which I do have, because they say, if this client is working with you on these types of projects, for sure, you have the ability to help us do what you say you want to do for us. But what happened? The first time I went and I knocked on the door and said, I want to be an executive coach with you, they laughed in my face. And I mean, (laughs) 
literal laugh, like laugh out loud. And I thought, oh my God, okay, why are you laughing? And the person goes, are you being serious? I say, yes, absolutely. I want to be an executive coach with your organization. And they say, basically, no, you don't have the experience. You don't have what it takes. Go and get some experience. Rather than being proud or hurt or feeling rejected, I said, so help me. What should I do? And they said, look, in this part of the, of the business, we think that your skill set is useful for now. Go there, do some work, and let's see how it goes. And I go to the other part of the business, uh, more junior professionals, and I'm working, doing some work with them as my clients for about three, four, about three years. After three plus years, I go back to the executive arm of the organization and say, I'm back. The feedback for me had gone. My reputation, as they say, was preceding me and they said, we'll give you a chance. Guess what? I asked, I got rejected and I went back again with more proof and more experience. Um, I always laugh and smile about my wife. My wife said no to me, to dating me seven times. One, two, three, four, five, six. Are you pitying me already? And then seven. And the reason I say seven is because she said, yes, I'm going to date you. And then guess what happened? <laughs> a week later, she said, I couldn't bring myself to say no again. That's why I said yes, but I really don't want to date you. <laughs> it was painful. Uh, but guess what? Um, who is laughing now? It's been 20 years of being together, 12 years of being married, and uh, you know, just about a year of being parents to our beautiful son. So how long should you ask for as long as it takes and take rejection as part of the journey? Now, let's turn our attention to how should you ask to get what you want. This part is critical. And I'm going to read uh, out a quote, a scripture, that again, I think answers this question about when we do ask, we don't, we don't get for certain reasons. And the scripture is out of, uh, written by James. And it goes, chapter 4 and 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. Putting it simply, you don't have because you don't ask, right? In this case, this is a, a Christian trying to get something from God, for example. But the same principle applies. And then he goes, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. I could extend that to say, you ask the wrong way. And it says the wrong motive is that you might spend what you get on your pleasures. What does that mean? It means that you're thinking about only yourself when you are asking. And guess what? People are not necessarily thinking about you when you are asking about what you want. They are thinking about themselves. So, how should you ask? I'm going to give you four important principles that will transform the success you get when you ask so you can get what you want. Number one, you need to ask with conditions. What do I mean by that? Uh, back in the day, you had, you know, the Persian Empire dominating kingdoms. And so uh, one of the kings at the time goes and dominates and wins the battle against uh, the Hebrew nation. And they take slaves. Part of the slaves that they take uh, is a gentleman called Daniel. And what the king says to his chief eunuch was, 
you need to go get some really able-bodied you know young men those who are also very intelligent um, and train them so they can come into my service the training was going to take three years so what happens they go in and then they begin to give them all manner of food and wine to drink but daniel you know is very committed to his religion and his culture and he says i can't eat this sort of food this is not in keeping with my culture so he says to the commander of the king to say look can you just give me some fruit and vegetables some water um and and that will be fine for me and the the commander goes sorry i cannot do that if i give you that and you look worse in terms of health compared to the other students the king will kill me <laughs> so it's nothing to do with you i don't want to die and so what does Daniel say? Daniel says, okay, why don't we do it this way? Why don't you test me for 10 days or for a, few, for a couple of weeks? And if after that period, I don't look better than the other students, then you, know, you, can, you can force me to eat what I don't want to eat. And then the king's commander goes, makes a lot of sense. And the story continues that after a couple of weeks, Daniel is looking much better than all the rest of the students who are eating, feasting on all, all manner of meals and drinking a lot of alcohol. What is the point? What Daniel was asking for was huge. He was asking the commander to take a risk that might kill him, have him murdered. And he said yes. Why? Because Daniel asked with conditions. When you want to go and ask, put yourself on the line. Set yourself a challenge. If it's a client, if it's your manager, if it's a new project in your organization, throw down a challenge. Let me do this, and this is the condition. If I can't, if I can't achieve this, then you know maybe maybe I stop altogether. I'm reminded about uh, a young man who joined a company, and he was made a manager of a de- of a department, and his his father was the founder, and he said to his dad, "What would you give us?" if we double uh, our productivity in the next one year. His dad was like, I'll take you guys on a seven-day cruise and obviously he's going to get a promotion. He said that because he thought there is no way you guys are going to have to, you're going to be able to double your productivity because you're already doing pretty well. And guess what? With the incentive, they doubled productivity. So what is it that you want and what conditions can you add to it that makes the person you are asking say, I'm going to try you out. It is much safer, much more possible when somebody says, you know what, I'll give you a chance. And if it doesn't work out, uh, I can still get out. For example, you might even need to do something for free to say, look, this is what I charge. Let me do it. If I deliver according to these terms, you pay me. If I don't, you don't pay me. Uh, when you're starting out sometimes, you may need to do things like that. So ask with conditions. The next way to ask and get what you want is ask with evidence. I love it. Uh, The story I, I love here all the time is David and Goliath. Why do I love that story? Because it's so improbable. Here you have a young, you know, real is a true story. You have a young teenage boy um, and the, his nation's army is going to fight against the enemy camp. And the enemy's camp says, look, let's not, have, let's not fight and kill all these men. We're going to send you our champion fighter. Send one man. Let's both of us fight. Whoever wins, 
the entire nation wins. The Davis nation was petrified because the enemy's champion was huge. He was huge. It was literally a giant. And so David asks the question and says, look, let me go and fight him. I can bring him down. I can kill him. No problem whatsoever. And then the king is saying to him, that's not going to happen. If you lose, we are all going to become slaves of this nation. And look at you. You're only a youth. This man has been fighting since his youth. And he is a champion fighter. What does David say? David doesn't go and say, please do this to me. Let me give me the opportunity. Because a lot is at stake. David goes, when I was looking after my father's sheep, a lion and a bear at different points in time came to steal a ship and to kill it. I went after it. I struck this wild animal, this wild beast. I caught it and I killed it. And he says, the same God who helped me kill the lion and the bear is the same God who is going to let me bring down this Philistine, this enemy. And the king goes, well, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, I, we need to send somebody else to fight. So you need to ask with evidence. Now, let me give you a little bit of context. In a different episode, I am going to talk more about David and Goliath and why David won that battle and how you in competing against people who are a lot more experienced than you, can win your battles as well. But for now, a quick summary. David, in those days, was a slinger. A slinger was somebody who could throw a stone, who could sling a stone, and the power of that stone was equivalent to a pistol. Now, I don't know about you. I don't care how big or huge your sword is. A gun is always going to win over a sword no matter how huge Goliath's sword is so when David says I struck the lion and the bear he was basically saying I used my sling used a pistol I shot it in the head <laughs> and then I went to cut off his head okay so David so the king knew uh, the power of what David was saying and a slinger in those days was able to shoot a stone to hit the strand of hair one strand of hair on a person's head that was how accurate they were so when i say ask with evidence this is not hopeful asking this is you have the evidence because you've been doing a great job okay now what is the third way to ask and get what you want you need to ask at the right time let me give you one example here uh you have, again, a bunch of slaves who are uh, subject to their enemies. Yeah. And then one of the slave girls becomes the queen of the enemy nation, right? They find a new queen. She's beautiful. And she's found to be the most appropriate person that pleases the king. And the rule in that time was you only come into the king's presence when you've been called by the king. If you go and you are not called by the king, if he doesn't welcome you in, you're going to be put to death promptly, even if you're the queen. And so we have this lady, Queen Esther, who goes um, and reaches out to the king because her nation, who are the slaves as part of the nation, part of his kingdom, are at risk of being wiped out. One of his officials in his court uh, and leaders wants to wipe them out. What does she do? She doesn't just go and ask the question. 
abruptly, no. She invites the king for a banquet. The king is well treated. The king is in high moods and says, what do you want? Ask me anything that you want. I will give you even up to half my kingdom. And she says, come again for another banquet. He goes the next day for another banquet. And the king goes like, tell me what you want. I will give you anything. The point here is Queen Esther was preparing the ground and priming the king for the right time to ask. Sometimes you want to ask, let's say for a promotion or you want to ask for a piece of business. Um, Prepare the ground. There's a reason when you have a lot of online educators, for example, they want to ultimately ask you to buy their online program. What do they do? They give you a free gift that is very valuable, right? And you, you, you read it or you listen to it. You're seriously impacted. And then the email comes and says, if you like the free stuff, imagine what it will be like when you pay for the really good stuff. Sometimes the really good stuff is not even as good. But the point is, you need to prepare the ground. And then finally, you need to ask in alignment. That scripture, a quote we used earlier said, when you ask, you ask with the wrong motives, that you might spend what you get on your pleasures. The way I try to explain that is very simple. Everybody is tuned into one radio station. It's called WIFM. What is in it for me? That's what people are asking. And so you need to ask yourself, what is in it for them? And when you are asking, ask in alignment. Uh, Merge that request of yours that you want to get something out of with the needs of the organization, for example, if you work in an organization, your manager, right? And the sweet spot is that intersection of what your manager needs, what your organization needs, and what you need. That intersection in the middle of those three circles is what you need to be focusing on. If you are in business like I am, similarly, what is it that your client truly needs, That is what you should be focusing on. So ask in alignment. I want to give you uh, a final example uh, as we wrap up this episode. One of my biggest pieces of business uh, meets each of these criteria. The first one is how long should I ask for? I was in talks with the client for over three years. Yes, The first time I met them where we spoke about potentially doing something together and then from one proposal to the next and then silence and then checking again and keeping that relationship alive as best as I could was over a three-year period. Eventually, because I kept on asking and because the right person had now come into position, they said, Uche, you've been speaking to us about this. Now is the time. And then they go, well... What you've proposed is good, but it's not exactly what we want. I said, okay, I can make it what you want and align to your objectives and make sure we meet your exact same needs and I tailor it to you. I also say, why don't we do a draft? I come in, I do a pilot session. That's ask with conditions. If you don't like the pilot session, then we can leave it. They loved the pilot session. And they said, yes, let's let's go ahead now. Before getting to the pilot session, 
I had given a lot of evidence on all the work I had done with other clients. And so my business saw a dramatic increase in revenue because of this one piece of business and because I asked the right way. In 2024, as you make progress, you need to sit down and ask, what is it you want that you don't have? And ask yourself, have you been asking correctly? And if you have, then keep on asking because eventually the door will open up. You might need to tweak your request and your offer from time to time. But if you keep at it, at some point, there's going to be an opening. As my life has proven, as well as our good old KFC, Colonel Sanders, has proven as well. Until the next episode, uh, I want to encourage you, if this has been helpful, to share it, like it, and please put a comment, rate it on anywhere where you listen to podcasts because your ratings are very helpful for us. So please spread the love. Until next time, stay blessed. Thanks for joining us on Live, Love, Lead. Keep living authentically, loving sincerely, and leading boldly. And until next time, stay blessed.